0: Migrant workers allegedly caught up in an immigration fraud and living in overcrowded conditions could soon be without any roof over their heads and zero income. Earlier this week, Immigration New Zealand inspected several houses across Auckland amid a review of the Incredited Employers Scheme. Minister Andrew Little ordered the review after getting an anonymous email claiming employers in the scheme weren't being properly vetted. It's alleged dozens of mainly Bangladeshi men living at two houses in Linfield and Glen Eden paid around $20,000 each to get visas and work under the scheme, but when they got here the jobs vanished. Their employer has also stopped supplying food and men in one of the houses have to vacate in about two weeks, but they are caught in financial limbo because they're unable to work for anyone else until they're issued with new visas. Masood Alam, an advocate with immigration law firm Amerins, has been helping the men and he joins us now. Kia ora. Kia ora. How have these uh, men been treated by their employer? Uh,
1: sorry, um, am I speaking with Lisa?
0: You are, you are. Oh, Welcome hi, to Lisa. Checkpoint.
1: Uh, welcome. Thanks for um, allowing me to speak on behalf of those exploited migrants. So, um, what was your question again?
0: How do you think that these men have been treated by the companies mm-hmm. and employers who offered them work and, in any sense, encouraged them to come to the country?
1: Well, uh, you know, these unfortunate victims were exploited very badly by you know from the day one, from day one by the by these scam companies, whatever you call this, even employers. So prior to coming here, you know, they were doing well in Singapore, working as welders, fabricators, carpenters, electricians, even crane operators. Then the agent of those, you know, scanners, they actually promised them that, uh, look, we have a similar job in New Zealand, which will pay you at least six to seven times more than what you're earning right now, which is around $30 per hour. So this, you know, this... False promises were sold to them for a price ranging from 20000 to $25,000 per victim. And as you can imagine, many of those victims you know, have to borrow money to afford such a premium. But upon on arrival, unfortunately, you know, they discovered then that the company they were supposed to work for and earn that promised $30 per hour had scammed them. And so, they, do, you know, do
0: these yeah. companies actually exist, Masud? Do they exist? Look, the look. companies are they real?
1: Uh, without being real in paperwork, they won't be actually able to, you know, get them here because in order to, um, you know, offer such a job and enable these victims to get genuine work visa, they must be, you know, um, in in paper. For example, you know, they 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 were registered in the company's office and they were. They had the ID number, they had the business bank accounts and, and a lot of other paperworks behind them. But unfortunately, you know, when they were actually abusing the immigration system in order to plot such a scam. And it was really in a larger scale as you can imagine, over a hundred people. So if you count at least twenty two, twenty five thousand per victim, it's it, it, it looked like like, you know, a lot of winning for them.
0: So what are the conditions like where these men have been living? Do they have food? Has anyone paid any wages to them?
1: No, 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 no. Look, they're actually currently utterly unprepared for such a situation. So you can imagine that they don't know who is going to provide their next meal and who is actually going to pay for their rent because they come here with a confirmed job that will pay them $30 per hour. Unfortunately, that's, you know, utterly of distressful for them and they actually living in a such a poor condition. You can imagine that, that such living condition exists in a country where the human rights does not even exist. But unfortunately we, we, we are seeing, you know, we we are witnessing something similar here in New in New Zealand. That is so- really sad to see.
0: So what are their prospects for work? Because you say they've actually got skills. They're welders and they're skilled construction workers, right? And we're short of workers. So one imagines that there may be other companies who are interested in them. But can they work for other companies? Look,
1: at the moment, uh, as, as you may award that when they come for a company, they must work for that company. So unless immigration actually, you know, allowed them with an open work visa, You know, for as long as uh, for a duration, as as long as their visa has, so they will be able to work. But unfortunately, uh, I don't think it is uh, at the moment. It is it is an option for them. So is that
0: what they are hoping for? That they will be granted other visas in the interim?
1: Yes. So they are hoping that the government will actually considering this um, um, situation. That the government will offer them an open work visa that will allow them to for anyone for anywhere for any occupation but as i say look these guys actually not just you know in an unskilled migrant they are they have worked in their respective fields like a welder, as welder fabricators carpenter for at least five years in in everest and also crane operators. you can imagine that they the such a skill is really demandable here in new zealand
0: has any of them, and even you, have have you seen the the boss of the company that was supposed to have employed them? Have you seen a single staff member from the company that they're supposed to be working for?
1: No, because, you know, after knowing their story, that we, what we understand that these actually, they left New Zealand, I don't know, because uh, based on the video that they had shown to us that uh, the bosses that they are supposed to work for, he just, you know, send them a video message telling them, look, Uh, I know this is bad and I can't afford to do and I'm not here even in New Zealand. He left the country.
0: Right. So what has happened to their money? Because there's quite a few of these workers, Mm. right, Mm. tens and tens of them. And if they each paid around $20,000 each for visas, we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars. Where's the money gone? Yeah. So
1: it was actually collected by their brokers who lived in Bangladesh or in Singapore. And they have actually collected this money. And what was actually the sharing condition? We didn't know, but we think that because the job offer was not genuine, then the director or the owner of the company must have a share in it. Otherwise, there's no point for him to issue these fake employment
0: agreement. So, so just to be clear, you yeah. suspect the allegation is that yeah. agents working in the countries these men were living in take yeah. a fee and then they split it with the shell company that yeah. is employing them and never gives them a real job. That's how yeah. they make their money.
1: Yes, that's actually what, you know, the storytelling indicating us, because otherwise why you will issue the, you know, job offer or employment agreement Without, without really you need them. So there must be some sort of arrangement between those agents and the scam company. Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense if it's not. So, yeah, the story indicates that, yes, that's actually what has happened.
0: Thank you so much for your time. Best of luck with this particular case. That's Masood Alam, who is an advocate. He works with an immigration firm that is trying to help these workers who have come in on accredited worker schemes only to find that the jobs do not exist.